Hello, and welcome back to Everyone Has Their Kink. I recorded a 40-minute episode, and it won't play. Like, it is devastating. And I think it's because I tried for the first time to edit it, and I just messed the whole thing up. And I tried to edit it because I mentioned a story, like, right in the middle that I immediately regretted. I was like, oh no, I can't, I can't say this. And you're probably thinking, well, Travis, in the first fucking episode, you talked about maggots in a cum rag. But I'm telling you, it was worse. It was darker than that. So anyway, um, the topic is camp. Okay, I'm just going to get right into it. Uh I decided on this topic because I was sent two things. Um, one was about uh, a little, like, made me think of you. Like, this reminded me of you kind of comment. And I was like, oh. And it was a, a church camp video. And I was like, oh, this is this is hilarious. This is great. It was like these little church kids singing this horrible, like, hip-hop Jesus song. And then I got another one that was just a YouTube link, and I'm just, like, throwing this person under the bus at this point, but, um, it was a YouTube link, and, you know, that's a, it's a slippery slope. It's, I think it's a slippery slope anyway, sending anyone you don't know really well something you think is hilarious, because, like, if it doesn't go well, like, I have to say, I now, I don't trust this person with humor now, and... I actually responded to the video saying, you have lost your sending me YouTube link privileges for one month because it was like, it was that egregious of, uh, it was an assault on the eyes. So basically it was a video where a, it's like, I cannot even with it. It was captioned coincidence. It was just like one of those videos. If you saw it, You know, like, exactly in your life who would think that was funny. It was, like, somebody on Facebook would share it and would, like, tag. Like, a girl would go on Facebook in her, like, late 20s and would tag, like, her husband or, like, her brother-in-law and would be, like, at Chad Zinger or something and would be, like, this, like, this, I mean, honestly, it is a video that is... It is under that category of this reminds me of you, but it should not be because it is not funny in the slightest. So it's basically like these European guys that are like, uh, uh, one day I just started to dance and then he starts dance, like doing the stupid shoulder move. And then I can just see though, I can just see this shit going viral and like seeing this dance get pulled out by some d- Okay, I got cut off because I had an alarm go off. So I could just see this be pulled out by some white straight guy at like a wedding or some shit. And people be like, oh my god, that's the dance. That's that shoulder dance. So these two guys basically are doing the shoulder dance all over. They run into each other. They're like, oh, you're a good dancer. And the other guy's like, oh, you're a good dancer. And then... It's just like they just dance around the world or something. And they they say, oh, what a coincidence. And 
the house the house just explodes with laughter, I guess. So I am like cynical or some shit because I literally did not smile throughout this two and a half minutes of this garbage. And then I texted back, you know, you lost your YouTube privileges. And he said, that was so damn funny. You, uh, you like laughed or something, something along those lines of like, I know. Oh yeah. He said, this is so, this was so damn funny. I know you laughed. And I'm like, I, I text, I texted back. I, I gotta be honest. I did not even smile. But I'm trying to be, like, nice. I mean, I'm not really trying that hard, but I'm trying to be nice. Like, sparing his feelings a little by not sparing them at all. But also just, like, you can't send... You just can't send pictures and videos with people unless you know they're going to kill. Now, this is... I'm a hypocrite because it's, I'm coming from a place of where I send shit to this group message. And, like, there is plenty of times where... I think it's not necessarily because of what I sent, but it's because of the volume that I send. Because when I send to a group message, like I'll just every shit I find for the next hour is going to get is going to get put in there. And it could vary from funny to like tragic as fuck. Um, so that could be why I don't get responses 100 percent of the time. But I feel like I have a pretty good gauge of what I think would be funny. And I just, when I, when somebody sends me something like that and I like, I have to sit back and think, you know what though? This is, this is your fault. This is your fault because you're giving somebody the impression that you would think this is funny. You're giving somebody the impression that that's your sense of humor. And, and that is, that's my fault. That's honestly my fault. But I, I just choose to believe, though, in this instance, that his ego for thinking things are funny in, is outweighed by my, like, what I'm putting out there. Because I don't think the average person would think that I think that would be funny. Okay, now I'm just ranting about this. I literally brought it up for, like, 30 seconds in the last recording. Um, So anyway, I get sent this video about, like, like kids at church camp be like, and this girl's like Fadio, because I was just telling her about my church camp days. So now I thought I would tell you. So to, to just like give you the base of the story, I was obsessed. I was obsessed with this boy growing up. And I mean, I guess I didn't know necessarily at the time why I was obsessed with him, but now I like think, I can see clearly now the rain is gone, if you catch my drift. And um, not only did I attend church camp for this motherfucker for five years, I also uh, went started going to a like uh, Bible club after school on Wednesday, like every Wednesday for literal years. And I would have to memorize Bible verses. I would have to memorize songs. And by have to memorize Bible verses, I was literally every week memorizing them in the car on the way there. And it was like the stress. It was stressful as hell. And it's probably why I don't have hair to this day. Because the stress levels were like on high max. Trying to learn, memorize like two paragraphs of scripture so that I wouldn't be yelled at by this elderly Chinese man. Who volunteered at the church. Now, um, I did this all for this this boy because I was obsessed. And 
Uh, I'm glad I did in the end because I have some great church camp stories. But I think today we'll just stick to like some some of the more horrors and the why. But but the why in the end that like you know what camp is fun. Camp is great. Camp is a beautiful time to get the fuck away from your family, whether you like it or not. And let me tell you, not everybody did, which was shocking. Because um, when I say camp, I'm not talking like a 30-day, like, okay, because, for example, my brother went away to this, um, it was called Camp Buckskin, and he went away there for like 30 or 40 days or something like that one summer. It was like, it was true bliss for me. But like when he came back, he was like shell shocked. He had like blonde hair for the first time in his life. Like he had been through some shit at camp Buckskin, And it was a camp specifically designed for like kids who, whose like parents needed a break. Basically like it was like designed for respite and like, it was a growing program for kids with like anger management problems and things like that. I don't know how they found this place, but it was amazing for me. Like when we went to visit him and I got to see all the fucked up people that he was at camp with, I was like, you know what? Actually though, this was a vacation for us, but I feel like he evolved to like his true angry, insane potential from learning from these crazy kids. It's like when you have like people in AA and they meet and then they like start to go like nuts with each other. Like either they are like, fuck this. I'm going to just you, we'll just use together. Or they're like, I'm, I can't like, you know, go to my addiction of alcohol. So I'm going to just cling on to my addiction to this person. And then they both are like codependent as fuck. Um, it was it was similar to that because he like didn't want to leave at that at a certain point. But I went to a camp that was like it was like six days and there were kids by like day three who were just like sobbing to be like, Oh my god, I just my family. I just miss my mom. I'm like, after three days? Oh my god. What the hell? Who misses their mom after three days? I- like, that is issues. That is true issues. At, like, 12 years old. Okay, I'm not talking. So I went, like, from age 9 to age 14. And 14 was the start of learning to become a counselor. I mean, I was that deep that I almost was a counselor at this fucking church camp. Um, you know, but speaking of, of kids crying, so they used to take... Like, there was, like, 15 boy cabins and 15 girl cabins, and each cabin had, like, 10 people in them. And, I mean, that's a shit ton of people, if you think about it. And they picked two cabins every year, two girl cabins and two boy cabins, and they would take them up this, like, quote-unquote mountain. I mean, it was not very small at all, but, like, it was long enough to, like, piss my little fat body off by walking up this shit, and... You'd go up there and you'd have, like, a true camping experience. And it was, like, you were so lucky if your cabin was picked. Like, and they said it was random, but I, like, don't believe it was random. I think, like, somehow it was it was rigamaris because I, I was, I went to that shit two out of five years, which I think is not, I don't think that that's kosher. I don't think that that's right. But one year, the first year I went up that 
that thing. I, I shared a tent with this kid from like Kansas or some shit. And he, I like woke up and he, because I, all I could hear was like, <laughs> and I was like, what is that? I was like, are you okay? And he's like, I just, I've never been away from my family. So here I am, like, who knows, around the age of 11, rubbing this kid's back, like, oh my god, like, I am so sorry that you are truly damaged beyond belief. You can't be away from your fucking parents for six days. Also, how did you find this camp way out in the boonies of Minnesota? Like, and you're from Kansas or some shit? He wasn't even from Kansas. He was from, like, the south of something. And I'm like, how the fuck do you have these problems? So, also, he wore a diaper. I mean, he had he had layers on layers. Like, which, you know, cut to later in life, I wore, like, a diaper for partying purposes. But, like, this kid couldn't make it through the night. So, and I think that there's probably, like, a bedwetter situation that, like, that... But like bedwetters in general have like a, a shared experience of anxiety and whatever. So you know what? I shouldn't even get into it. But they took us up this mountain. It was bullshit. I hated it. Why would I go to camp for the true camping experience? I want to hit up the canteen. I want to lay in the lake. And I want to like watch everybody play mud soccer and have the girls just paint my fingernails. So... um. Speaking of hit up the canteen, the canteen was absolute bullshit because, okay, first of all, I was ripped off because, you know, I don't want to say my parents are cheap because the camp, I believe, was hundreds of dollars, like around the $300 range. Now, I know that the after school Bible, uh, Bible club, they had like a, if you couldn't afford if you couldn't afford to, like, pay for camp, they would, like, help pay for camp through this, like, Bible club. And so I don't actually know the logistics on was were my parents, like, participating in this, like, we're low-income tier-tier because it is not, it is not below my mother to do, to pull, like, a, take all the money, put it in the, like, I've learned growing up to put all my money in the safety deposit box, like my checking account never has money because I'm putting it all in the safety deposit box because my mother is like, if you put it in the safety deposit box, then they, they can't prove that you have it. I'm like, okay. So, I mean, I've learned to scam from a very young age. Um, so Lord knows if we were paying for that, but if you paid early, which this fucked me one year because if you if you went like really early to sign up for camp, like I don't know, let's say February and camp was in July, <clears throat> if you sign up early, you got a twenty dollars towards the canteen when you got there. Now this fucked me one year because my obsession, my life, my light, my boy, who I did all this garbage for, like my family didn't even pray at the table. Like I I need to know need to know there was no family like. Also, my family was like, my mother was Lutheran, my dad was Catholic, and I, this was all through a Baptist church. So, like, there was no draw or, or like, 
my parents were not pressuring me to do this is basically what I'm saying. Like there was, they, they actually like found it annoying when I would be like, should we pray at the table? They do it at blank blank's house and they would be like, oh fuck. All right. Like how long is this going to be? So, or like I would just be praying out loud and then they would like, I would open my eyes and they were like fully eating and I'd be like, you're guy, you guys are monsters. <laughs> like you're going to hell. Um, Oh, also, this kid got me to accept Jesus Christ into my heart at, in second grade, like, in Mrs. Webster's math class. Um, yeah, so there was, like, there was depth here. But that didn't mean, just because I accepted Jesus in my heart, like, at eight or nine, didn't mean that I didn't do it every single year at camp. Because if you did it every single year at camp, you got cookies and pepsi so there was like these soft as fuck chocolate chip also i was going through it okay i'll get back to the the accepting jesus into my heart every year aspect when um i explained my can't like i was going through straight up withdrawals i was averaging you know five to eight mountain dews a day i was eating snacks on and red baron pizzas were life pizza rolls i mean many tacos from sam's club there was like this chicken salad that um, like per serving, I remember distinctly it was somewhere between like 16 and 18 grams of fat. Like I was really living my true fat life as a child and it was, there was absolutely no boundaries on it. So um, this is what I was doing every single day, especially in the summer. So in the summer, I really got like hog wild on some shit because I had absolutely nothing to fucking do all day. So um, then when you take me to camp... And it's like full rations mode where, okay, the $20 that you got from the canteen for signing up early, I think my parents chipped in like five more dollars to that. Other kids were walking around with their like giant bulges in their pants of fucking money, basically, because they were like, uh, buying, okay, because there was also a gift shop. And for some reason, I thought that I needed to buy my parents like something from the gift shop that they like literally never, ever wanted in their life. And... I would spend like 10 to $15 at this damn gift shop, like right off the bat to be like, I'm going to get them a gift. I love them. So then I'd have like $10 to spend at this damn canteen. And it was true brutality. But I'm glad that I like could had a little charisma and a little finesse because it didn't mean that I wasn't able to abuse like candy and shit like that um, from the from like learning from that, like I was able to finesse from counselors, from other campers. And then also like after year two, I just basically, even though they said, do not bring your own snacks, I started to bring multiple boxes of my own snacks to camp. So I was like, who cares if I have $10? Fuck it. I mean, one year I was even bringing like 24 ounce bottles of soda because they fucked you so hard. They give you a souvenir like camp bottle and then you go to the canteen and you're like pop please and they're like that'll be two dollars and so i'm like okay i'll like pay 20 percent of my fucking like canteen money on some soda because i desperately need it and um it was like black tar heroin at that point to have like a fucking just sip of fanta i mean and, and all the pops were also caffeine free caffeine free so you had a choice between like Sunkist, Fanta, Root Beer, Sprite. I'm like, oh my God. So 
but then you'd have the souvenir cup. It was like a 10 ounce, like squeeze bottle, like Gatorade style. And these motherfuckers would fill it half full, half full. And then I was like, oh, can I get it? Like, I remember saying, oh, like, can we, can I fill it up? And they were like, it'll be another $2. I'm like, they're like, it's not good to have this much pop. Like, it's not good. They're like looking at my fat ass, my long, curly, like, um, I'm going to say wavy. My long, I had like Carrie Underwood hair. I had like the, I had like long down to my shoulder blades, like wavy, um, highlighted hair from my mom's friend Rocky who would put the shower cap on and then poke the needle through and pull out the hairs and like basically rip them right out of your scalp and then bleach them and then she would serve me Schwann's peanut butter ice cream and I would say no I I don't like peanut butter ice cream she's like I bought it for you I thought you liked it I thought you liked this she's like it's expensive I'm like you're telling a 10 year old that you're like shaming them into eating something because you're like it was expensive this is Schwann's so then I would eat her peanut butter ice cream, and one year I literally threw up all over myself because I hated peanut butter that much, and I thought I was, like, allergic to it or something at that point. I mean, now I'm over it, but, you know, as a kid, I was, like, obviously theatrical, so when this bitch was like, eat, 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 and my brother was, like, guzzling peanut butter ice cream like it was going out of style, and so I, like, took a couple bites, and I was like, I am, like, I hate this so much. It's, like... It's like comparatively, if I had to drink like a bowl of like mushroom juice now, I would like, I would throw up eventually. So I just throw up all over myself with this fucking cap in my head, getting my hair bleached, watching Wallace and Gromit moving on. So I had gorgeous Carrie Underwood-esque like blondish hair. Um, and then I had like a Angus T. Jones body and face. And that's the boy from Two and a Half Men, but like pre-grown-up style so this is like who I looked like and then these fuckers look me dead in the eye and they're like soda isn't good for you I'm like like you're obviously 14 working this canteen and you're not fucking getting laid and I can tell sweetie because you're a bitch so not only that did they did they do that to me where they would fuck me up with soda they also I got to be honest, as a child, I mean, I famously say I don't think there were like many, many long periods of time in my childhood that I don't think I even had a sip of water. I don't I was never asked to like I was never no one in my family, no one like at school was ever like drink water, like even water fountains. I was like, who's that thirsty that they want to drink water for God's sakes. And um. Like, at school, you know, you'd drink milk. And then after school, I'd drink, like, pop or Kool-Aid or juice, like, whatever. And at this camp, because they were, like, all these kids kept getting heat stroke because they were also physically active because they were all repressing all of their, like, homosexuality, I'm sure. So they had to, like, get some, blow some steam off somehow. And the, like, they would, these counselors, these, like, 14, 50-year-old counselors, like, one year... My counselor's names were Buddy and Guy. I mean, that should just paint the picture of what I had to go through anyway. The They required you to drink two, like the rule was, if you wanted milk or orange juice or apple juice or something like that, you had to drink um, two glasses, full, full glasses of water. And like some of these kids were just able to just, 
like chug them back so easily. And I had such a hard time with these fucking glasses of water. I was like, oh my God. Oh, I thought I wasn't recording. I was going to really shit. Um, so like they made you chug these glasses of water so you could have orange juice. I don't need to tell you in, okay, how many, like if I went there six, let's just say I went there five days for five years and I had three meals a day. Okay. 15 times. So I had around 75 meals at this like fucking hell hole. And I can count maybe on one hand how many times I actually used, I was able to have like orange juice or milk because I could not get through the full glasses of water. Like they were huge. They were like 12 ounce, like 24 ounces of cold, ice cold water on top of food. Like at the time it was just, I mean, now I can drink water like a motherfucker, but like at the time I was just like, this is poison. It was so disgusting. And it was like, I don't know if they got it from the lake, but oh, it was just not it. And anyway, moving on from that, I mean, there's just so many damn things to tell you about this fucking camp. And I mean, there was like incidents where like there was like just people just being naked and stuff. And I was just like, oh, this is just it is typical. You know, it's so funny. It's like looking back, it's like there was so many moments where everybody was being a fucking faggot. Like, everyone was acting, like, fag central. And, I mean, I'm this is be, this goes beyond camp. Like, there was just, like, sleepovers or, like, the locker room. Like, just so many moments where the, all these boys would just do, like, the gayest shit to each other. Like, smacking each other's asses, touching each other's dicks, like, putting lotion on each other. Like, but, like, laughing and being like, ah, ha, 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 like, you're, you know, it's, I, I, I can't even get into that, but... Um, basically, I'm like, looking back, how was I, like, if you, I would give my children, like, some advice. I'm like, listen, if you want to be considered, like, the gay kid, act gay. Because if you don't, if you don't, like, participate in, like, fingering each other in the shower, then you're gonna be the gay one. Because, like, my ass was, like, fully, you know, shower cap on the head, towel around the titties, like, in, out, had my loofah, get the fuck out, like, running, like, putting clothes on while I was wet to get the fuck out of the locker room, and there's, like, who are just, like, basically on the ground, like, ass cheeks spread, jacking off on each other, and I'm like, listen, you know, if there wasn't, if the lighting in the locker room wasn't as fluorescent as it was, it's possible I could have gotten behind it. But with the body I had, lighting was not on my side. I needed to, like, make these... I needed to make decisions that were going to benefit me and my body. Back to camp. Speaking of making decisions that did not benefit my body, um, they had, like, awards at the end of camp that would be, like, biggest fish or, like best craft, which I don't even want to get into it with my, like, sworn enemy Maggie, who was, like, a sand art prodigy. Uh, like, she could make basically the Mona Lisa with sand art, and I was just making piles of mixed-colored sand. Um, but I spent a lot of time in the crafting shop because you could tell that those were the counselors who, like, like smoked weed and were, like, 
really edgy and like fuck and they like listened to like the Christian rock that was like really like cutlass and stuff like that. Like um Slipknot. I, I actually don't know. I think Slipknot might not even be Christian, but like Cutlass maybe was. Anyway, there's like some bangers, some banger Christian rock where there's like some they're like screaming and shit. You could tell that those are, and they had like the big emo bangs and like they were like gothic and shit. And they did the craft the craft shelter. So they were really my energy at the time. I mean, at least I thought I, that they were my energy, but, um, and they were fun because they would like, they didn't give a fuck. Like if you were like, Oh, I can't figure out this braid for this bracelet that I'm making for, which, you know, my ass made bracelets and shit for the boy that I was obsessed with. Like my time at camp was basically either we were learning about religion. We were singing religious music. I was being forced to drink water I was being starved from candy and soda. I and then like all of the free time, I was either watching my obsession play sports while like the girls and I like painted our toenails and shit or um I sat in that craft shelter while he did go- lord knows what and um like made him bracelets and stuff. But I the like I always would be like, oh, I can't figure out this bracelet. Like, I just can't. Like, when I knew I had, like, 40 project ideas in my head, so I was like, I, I don't have time to do this bracelet right now. I'm like, oh, this, like, I, don't, I can't figure out how to put the bead on. And then, like, this really emo girl, I think her name was, I think her name was Grace. But this real emo girl would be like, okay. Like, she was, like, really chill, and she was like, whatever. So she, like, made so many fucking bracelets for me, and then, you know, I would put that shit on and be like, hmm. <laughs> Look at this. Mm, made this myself. Yep. Mm, no big deal. And no one gave a shit. And, um, but they would give these awards. Oh, and Maggie, whatever. I can't even get, I'm not even going to like fully get into it, but she was a sand art protege. I hated her. We had like beef always every summer. I, somehow you could go like multiple weeks in the summer and I don't know how, but like it seemed like every summer me and Maggie ended up like together and it was like a lot. So, um, they had awards. Okay. Now don't mince my words here. They had awards for if you didn't shower the whole time. And they told you in the beginning, if you don't shower, there is a prize. And it was like something to do with like conserving their water bill or some shit. I mean, I really think that that's literally what it was. They were like trying to conserve water. So they were like, if you don't shower, we'll give you a prize at the end. And then at the end, like when your parents would be there and shit, they would be like, they were like, if you didn't shower, like honor system, if you didn't shower this whole time, come on down like stinky kids or whatever. And like, let me tell you, like, I love a shower. I love to be like clean. But when you have me like Auschwitz style, like. I mean, dropping 20 pounds in six days because of the change in lifestyle that you've put me through. And on top of it, you forced me to, like, learn scripture for six days in a row. I just guarantee you that the motivation to not shower is so high when I know that at the end I'm getting, like, a full-size Snicker or, like, a full-size Sparkle Jerry Cherry Laffy Taffy. Like, when I'm able to, like, pick out a baby bottle pop, like, from their 
like just chest of delicious foods that like the can that they're like oh like whatever the can oh my god blue laffy taffy i'm like literally i have chills right now i remember getting a blue laffy taffy after these like six days and like those those full-size blue laffy taffies are so fucking good they're so fucking good and like, I don't care. I will have, like, flies, like, in my ears and shit, like, just flying all around me. And I will, like, suck on a blue Laffy Taffy like it is, I mean, tears in my eyes. Tears in my eyes. But tears in everyone else's eyes because you know I was ripe as fuck. Um, but that was not only, okay, now, apart from the awards, not only did I not shower for the week, but I also had, like, just so you know, like, everything I was really going through. Like, just, also, just to say that there are positives, there were definitely positives to camp, but, like, that's not, what, that's not interesting to hear about. Not that this is that interesting to hear about either, but they also had, an, uh, like, a, there was, like, a thing that went around camp that was, like, I haven't shit, I haven't shit yet, like, I haven't taken a poop. And, like, it was, like, for some reason, this weird, cool, like, culty thing if you, like, didn't shit, like, well, the whole time you are there. Which, like, I fit into amazingly because I, like, could not physically. Like, I had, like, some kind of, like, weird anxiety of, like, shitting in public at the time, which I think a lot of kids do. Um, so I, like, couldn't, like, get me on one of those, like, giant, hard, like, seats with, like, the... You know the the toilet seats that are like in public where they have like the open front. I'm like, why is this a thing? Like, there every toilet seat at anybody's house is like a full like lid. Like this shit has like it looks like horns. Like why is I I just wonder why it's designed like that in public and not at home. So that shit's just scary anyway. And then it's like the longest biggest toilet ever. So you're like, basically, I mean, even though I was had like a huge body and shit like that, I always had like little like skinnier legs and like a t like no ass so like I would just be sitting in like my body was a mushroom so when I would get on the toilet like I would basically be like ankles over a bubble up over my head with my ass like sitting in the toilet water with just like my big love handles hanging off over the seat and so it was like not a comfortable situation to even go to the bathroom in and I would like go six days or so every year like, somehow my body would just let me, like, and I wasn't even, like, uncomfortable really doing it. But, I mean, I was eating three meals a day. And I was holding it in for six days. Like, that's some true dark shit. And, like, at the end of the time, like, on the last day, like, kids would ask each other, like, Hey, have you shit? Like, have you, have you, have you, like, gone to the bathroom yet? And, like, you were, like, really cool if you were, like, no. I haven't. No. It's all here. And you, like, point to your ribs, and there's just, like, an abscess. Or you're, like, mm. Or, like, a kid would be, like, no, but my back hurts. And you'd be, like, that's so cool. Your back hurts, like, from not shitting. Ugh, so jealous. And, like, you'd look at their back, and, like, you can just, like, see divots of their spine because their compacted shit is just pushing out their, like, whatever. I mean, I'm sure that... There was definitely a couple of kids who went to the hospital after and got, like, spooned out. And, like, I don't even need to reveal... I don't want to reveal, like, my friend's name, but I know a guy, friend of mine, who was so constipated as a kid that 
he went to the doctor and the doctor had to spoon it. Spoon it out. So on that note, I feel like you I feel like camp um scarred me. This was way more about my experience at camp than it was about the topic of camp, for sure. Um, but camp scarred me. Camp was amazing. Camp was like what a great thing to like I mean, you like meet fucking friends, you like learn who you hate in this world because you know you go to school and you like have the same people or whatever and then you are like oh these people are terrible or you're like these people are amazing then you go to camp and you like really reaffirm like wow those people at school are garbage or those people at school like I cannot wait to get back to them because these people are like sadomasochists and anyway I'm glad it happened I'm glad it happened and let me just tell you over those five years it wasn't until after those five years that I got any from that boy so I had to put in five years of bible camp five years of every week bible club and I like basically there was like hand jobs and blow jobs like a dozen times like what a bunch of fucking bullshit so it's made me jaded it's made me jaded for how much effort I put in these days but also, I mean, I am somebody who fully, like, you, we meet on an app, and then you're like, oh, can I get your number so we can just text on, like, text in, on the phone, because, like, it's just annoying to keep going into the app. And I'll be like, yeah. And then instantly when it's like, hey, it's Joe or whatever, I'm, like, already telling my friends, like, you guys are gonna love Joe. Like, Joe, he just, like, we laugh. Like, we, I don't know. You know how, like, you know? I don't know. Just me. We're crazy. I don't know. He's just, like, he's, he just reminds me a lot of myself. But, like, only, only my best, the best things about me. And so, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm growing from him. And this is, like, 15 minutes in. So, like, I don't know if that's the pattern that, like, it happened because of what I did for this boy. But it's, like, it's carried me through in life where I, like, will envision just based on a profile picture, I will like envision like what our wedding will look like. And that is strange and it's crazy, but you know what? It hasn't burned me so far. I mean, it hasn't helped me, but it hasn't burned me. Okay. It has burned me. That's a story for another time. But, um, anyway, thank you for listening to my fucking childhood of camp and how, I learned to be an amazing Christian. One night, there was quite a bit of trouble that went down in Fargo. And it went a little something like this. So, a man was watching, keeping up with the Joneses. He made it a drinking game with his friends. Every time they said Jones or Joneses, you were to take a shot of hard liquor. Well, maybe 40, 50 minutes in, a bottle of fireball whiskey was gone by him. 
he was getting fucked up he was ready to go out well it seemed like everybody wasn't really on that page so a friend called him and said hey listen we have cocaine but it turns out we didn't really have cocaine i mean they didn't really have cocaine um or maybe they did but they didn't share uh not important to the story well they went out and after already being a little drunk he decided to have six tequila sodas with grenadine doubles and the next thing he knew he was waking up in the stairs of some building he was unfamiliar with with no pants no shoes no keys no wallet but he had his phone in his hand underwear on t-shirt looking a mess he called his friend she said i've been calling you for hours where are you well he went outside and in the street in his underwear was looking for his friend she picked him up he told the story to his friends back at the apartment a couple of days go by he cancelled his credit cards trying to figure out how he was going to have keys to his car and he gets a text on facebook from a fargo police officer well the fargo police officer said did you lose your wallet downtown saturday night and he said actually yes i think i did to play it coy the cop said why don't you meet me down here at rosie's well he said is rosie's the one by the fargo theater i'm not sure so acting dumb he went down there to show up to two police cars and he walked in and he said hello i am blank the cop and the owner of rosie's ripped him a new asshole but it all worked out because they had all his stuff in a garbage bag so what had happened apparently that night that not everyone was aware of is he had gone to the bathroom after drinking and passed out in the toilet he must have pissed his pants and none of the workers checked the bathroom because he was locked inside and they had security footage of him trying to get out he went behind the bar he went into closets and he ended up must have going back in the kitchen because there was an exit in the back that led him to the staircase where he would sleep so it all turned out fine and the man is better and wiser for the situation but he has this great story to tell everyone thank you thank you for listening if you want to follow me online at trevor wade lewis that's your prerogative if you want to shoot me a message and say if you liked the episode or if you would like to see more of something else let me know sounds great have a beautiful week